Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. I started this podcast as a place for practitioners to get useful information about Data Mesh, and we're at over 200 episodes already. This is a Mesh Musings episode where I do a relatively short overview, some might call a few of them rants, on a specific topic related to Data Mesh. I try to put uh, you know my few summary takeaways in the show notes too to make it easy to decide if this will be useful for you. Quick reminder as well to hit the Data Mesh Understanding link in the show notes to easily review listings of past episodes you might have missed, you know, that I've grouped up on different topics to make it easy if you want to do like a deep dive into governance or something like that. Do check out the Data Mesh Understanding offerings as well and the free community introduction and roundtable programs while you're there. Now with that, on to the Mesh Musing. Case of the Missing Data Mesh Zealots, a mesh mystery, Mesh Musings number 19. Okay, this one might cause some controversy, but I think the people who push back on data mesh, they always reference these straw men, as in these people don't really exist. They're kind of that person out in the field. No, no, that's that's a, a scarecrow. Who are zealots about data mesh, right? Zealots saying data mesh is for everyone, or data mesh is easy, or dot, dot, dot. So many things. Many of the arguments I see against data mesh basically boil down to attacking the arguments of these supposed zealots. I have to admit, I'm looking pretty much everywhere, and I've seen maybe two, three, four people, and I usually chat with them and pull them off the ledge to kind of a more pragmatic way of talking about and thinking about data mesh. Data mesh isn't for everyone. And to be worthwhile, it doesn't have to be. Microservices isn't for everyone after all. And most of the time, what these very enthusiastic data mesh fans are saying is really every company should learn from data mesh and think about what can apply to them in the now and be prepared for when data mesh might be useful in the future, and then just call that data mesh. That's literally changing the definition of of data mesh, which isn't great in my view. It causes lots of confusion when people try to understand what data mesh actually is. But when a lot of these people say data mesh is for startups, they mean something that isn't data mesh as defined by Schmack. So they open data mesh up for confusion and and even ridicule, which again, isn't great in my view. So I'll give a couple of examples of things that are pretty data mesh-like and that fit for what the purpose was now. And maybe whether you call it data mesh or not, what they're, they're doing is taking inspiration from data mesh and applying it to their organization. So the scale up Starship Technologies was a good example. 
they did a blog post in 2021 about their journey so far. And, you know, they talked about they didn't need to build out their platform much to really be self-service. Didn't really need to federate their governance in the way we really think about it. Why? Because neither were causing enough pain to be worth fixing. In their blog post, they literally point to having half of a head allocated to their self-service platform because they made some choices and just said, these are the things you're going to use. Or ABC Asylum at Flexport talked about some major restrictions on tooling and modeling choices in their implementation. It's only Snowflake, it's only DBT, and everything has to be accessible via SQL. It's data mesh inspired, but you need to make major modifications to data mesh to not be overkill for even most thousand person companies. No use spending the organizational time and effort on something that isn't going to have a good return, right? But when you look at how Jamac has defined data mesh, it's for these large, complicated organizations. And of course, there are the vendors trying to sell things. If you sell a data mesh, whatever, you know, whatchamacallit, then of course, data mesh is going to be for everyone. You have literally any challenge related to data. Don't worry, our product to the rescue. And by buying it, you are doing data mesh. I guess I'm too cynical to trust vendors to tell me the truth, so I do just kind of overlook these kinds of things. But why would you go to a vendor over, say, Jamac's book? It's just a weird choice. So again, like these people are, are that are trying to really, really undermine data mesh as an entire concept, they're going after these arguments that aren't from the people that are leading implementations or from Jamac or anything like that. So excluding those few who are trying to change the definition of data mesh, but often not with that ill intent, and the vendors who (laughs) won't talk to their intent, those of us really trying to move the practice of data mesh forward are pretty pragmatic, in my opinion. I don't think we really know how useful data mesh will be, and it's definitely not for everyone, especially right now. I keep saying it's okay to sit on the sidelines for a while if this level of organizational change and not really having a ton of information on how to do this well, if that's a really frightening prospect, it's okay to sit on the sidelines. Why wouldn't that be? Data mesh is bleeding edge. It's called bleeding for a reason. I think it's really, really crucial to stay curious and humble about results and practices. Data mesh won't solve everything, and it's not the right solution for many, especially right now, and that's okay. So if you are a data mesh enthusiast or supporter, I ask that you push back gently, of course, when you see people trying to change the definition or oversell data mesh. It's important to not let it go through the regular phases of data buzzword BS, if we can help it. That trough of disillusionment, it's coming, folks. Jamak recently said that in, in an interview. But if we keep on sharing, we can learn more and, and more how to do it better and continue to drive organizations forward in a sustainable way. So please help me out, folks. Please help me to push back when people are making these arguments about this is what data mesh is when it doesn't make any sense. And then we can actually go with a united front 
to these people that are trying to undermine data mesh. Yes, we don't have all of the answers yet. Yes, we may never have all of the answers. It may be that there are certain aspects of data mesh that are always going to be very difficult and are going to cause more challenges than we expect. That is a possibility. But we need. I think we really, really owe it to try because what we've been doing with data hasn't been working. So again, circling back to the point, let's wrap it up with data mesh zealot, data mesh zealot. Wherefore art thou data mesh zealot? Don't be that zealot as well. Like let's really look to make solid arguments when we're talking about this in public, that we're, we're really pushing a sensible approach and that we're not trying to say data mesh is for everyone. So hopefully this is useful and, and that we can kind of drive the conversation forward appropriately. Thanks. Hopefully that was a useful mesh musing for you. Please do rate and review the podcast. It really does help. And if you'd like to get in touch and see how I can be helpful to you, check out the show notes. I'm pretty easy to find. As I mentioned, there are some great free programs in addition to some very affordable things around implementer intros and roundtables on the Data Mesh Understanding website. As always, if you have suggestions for guests or topics, please do get in touch. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And with that, now on to the funky outro music.